time for promotions here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show once again. And I will start with my daughter, as I always do. Very beautiful, just like her mother in Atlanta, Georgia. The best nail technician for your toes as well inside the 285 perimeter and or outside of the 285 perimeter once again in atlanta georgia jonesboro georgia to be specific nails by a money is the name of her business and the address is 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 302 Three, six. Keeping it all in the family here at the Props Fix Football Podcast Show. And next up is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in GOAT, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. The missus has a bunch of businesses herself, and I will start with ShopNeolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is ShopNeolife.com forward slash my last name and the word health, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-H-E-A-L-T-A. You can hit her up at heavenlyhairbrand.com. And if you have any questions and you need some info about uh, heavenlyhairbrand.com, you can contact her at info at heavenlyhairbrand.com. Also, last but certainly not least, Forced Crafts and Custom Designs. And once again, that is two R's in our last name, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, Forced Crafts and custom designs there is a instagram page for heavenlyhairbrand.com and there is a youtube page or should i say a facebook page for forest crafts and custom designs last but certainly not least moi you're listening to them spotify for podcasters i'm on amazon uh radio or should i say amazon audio i am on iHeartRadio. i am on pandora I am on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. You can also locate me on Twitter, Prophets underscore Picks. I'm on YouTube as well, the Prophets Picks 2019. That is the year that the podcast show started. And the Prophets Picks at gmail.com is the email address. Hit me up sometime. Check me out. I am literally everywhere. Facebook as well. Coming up next, another edition of the Prophet's Picks football podcast show. Hope you enjoy it. Listen to the end. Good morning across the country on this rememberable great memorial day 2023 may 29th the final three days of the month of may this is the prophet's picks on a holiday as i will on today give you my grade out for the new york giants roster post 2023 nfl draft i will give you my grade out for the NFC East Division champion and the National Football Conference champion that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl this past second Sunday of February 2023. And I will also, at the end of 
the shows and my podcasting for once again this Monday, Memorial Day, 2023. It is May the 29th. The team that won the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, roster review post-2023 NFL draft. And the bottom line with all three of these rosters is they all can get better. Yes, I know the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and I know the Philadelphia Eagles railroaded the entirety of the NFC um, with the exception of a little bit of a hiccup with the Washington Commanders. But overall, you're wondering how these three teams can get better, starting with the New York football giants. Roster review, I will tell you in a moment during this show for the New York Giants. Uh, immediately following this show, Eagles, and I will conclude my podcasting for today and enjoy the rest of this holiday. Um, just relaxing my brain and uh, spending a few minutes with the fam before returning back to normal on tomorrow. Good news is it's going to be a short week. That's a good. That's the good thing about it. Um, these holiday Mondays that are coming up and um, the holidays for the holiday season, for the most part, for your work schedule, it is upon us. Uh, this is the first for me, not of many, but just a few. Um, quite frankly, Memorial Day today, the unofficial official beginning for summer. A lot of schools are out this week. A lot of schools are out as of today. Um, some schools, unfortunately, depending on what part of the country you're in, won't be out until next week or the ending of next week, which I remember when I was in school, that just absolutely sucked. That's why I was so happy when I graduated that Wednesday. That was the first week of June, way back in 1998. Um, Juneteenth is going to be a holiday for me. So um, three weeks away from another short week and long weekend, four day weekend. And uh, the question is podcasting wise what will I be talking about can't do the division predictions yet it'll be too early as we are on the cliff of seeing the month of June roll on up in here June is on the horizon uh, we all know 4th of July is on a Tuesday this year that is another holiday I told you guys believe me when I tell you holidays and work holiday season is upon us. And uh, the month of August, there are no holidays, not from my uh, understanding. However, the month of August, that is when my sons specifically and a few people that I know that are close to me, they will have their birthdays. And the month of August is NFL preseason month. And that is the month that I will officially be preparing for the new season and that is the month in which I will be giving the profits picks 2023 predictions for the 2023 season I will predict who will win each and every division and uh, last year I didn't do too good 2021 I basically nailed it um, the Green Bay Packers really screwed me over last year with that NFC North but I've forgiven them a lot of times you can't overcome everything that goes on inside of the locker room and or a combination of inside of the locker room and with the front office, with egos and 
I know more than you and I'm better than you and I've been here longer with seniority and elitism and favoritism and all of that stuff. So a lot of times you can't overcome it. And uh, the Washington Commanders is a perfect example of that. Uh, the Green Bay Packers were a sparkling example of that last season. So holidays are coming up. Of course, in September, we have Labor Day. And then, you know, when September hits, the year is basically over with. It's a full uh, what do you call that? It's a full out. It's an all out flex to the finish line to the end of the year. You know, with even though I don't celebrate Halloween, but you got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving, uh, you got Labor Day, you got, of course, Christmas. So, yeah, uh, holidays starting up, quite frankly, right now, the unofficial official beginning to summer. And I have chit chatted long enough. Basically burning, trying to burn 10 minutes before I start the show at the top of the hour, but I won't wait any longer. It is 10.57 a.m. Atlantic Daylight, Eastern Daylight Time. Good morning. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks roster review series that will conclude on today. This is the first of three shows in the conclusion process and it is 9:57 a.m. central daylight time here at the Prophet Speak Studios forward slash media centers here in the lovely city of Houston, Texas, the ginormous city of Houston, Texas, 8:57 a.m. mountain daylight time and 7:57 I caught it a.m. Pacific daylight time on a Holiday Monday here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast in Alaska. Good morning. Sun is not up. As a matter of fact, a lot of people probably are not even awoke yet. Or should I say have awakened yet as it is approximately 4.58 a.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Beg your pardon. Alaskan. Excuse me. Standard Time. Beg your pardon. I screwed it up again. It is 6.58 Alaskan Standard Time. Excuse me. I know a lot of you out there was like, how is that even possible when it's 7 in the Pacific? How is that even possible? But yeah, that was an error on, an error on my part. My bad. Um, however, it is 4.58 a.m. in Hawaii. And uh, as I was saying before, I was making the right statement, but wrong state. For the U.S. and uh, yeah, a lot of people probably aren't even awoke yet in Hawaii. And uh, with that being said, enough time wasted. Three shows, including this one, to go through to get to, and it is time to get it as it is officially the top of the hour now. And um, originally. I wanted to have the 49ers as the fourth to the last show, basically for the countdown, four. And then I wanted to have the Bengals to be the third team, the Eagles to be the second, and the Kansas City Chiefs to be the final show. However, it didn't work out that way because I had already completed the NFC West 
And at that time, when I was doing the roster review series, um, I wasn't thinking about having the conference championship teams as the last four shows to go along with the team that won the Super Bowl. So um, that's neither here nor there. It was just a little snafu. Um, I was able to um, catch myself, though, because, of course, the teams that were in the Super Bowl, um, those would be the last shows that I do. So uh didn't work out as planned, but nevertheless, roster review shows are literally about to be at its epic conclusion. And the only thing that you all will hear me talking about, unless something uh, magnificent happens, something mind-blowing happens during the, the rest of this offseason, because the 2023 NFL season is swiftly approaching us, um, then I'll do a podcast show on it. Um, but if nothing happens, then I won't do a podcast show. And the only thing that I will be doing is my weekly YouTube upload, which is the Profits Picks Perspective. Please support that. Uh, patronize that show. Um, I did. Is the New England drama over that was the prophet's picks perspective from this past friday to start the holiday weekend and uh it actually didn't get uploaded um until saturday it was a day late um some other things happened came up was a little bit more important uh than the podcast show and uh yeah took care of that on Saturday. So check that show out. That was the most recent show done. Um, I completely and totally lost track of the weeks, but I think it's week 24. I'll probably adjust that in between publications of these shows. And uh, with all of that being said, let's talk about the New York football giants as the, the goal here is to have the Kansas City Chiefs show started at 11 Central and completed by 11.30 Central Daylight Time. So in order for me to do that, I got to get through the Giants and the Eagles. And the Eagles in the 2023 NFL Draft in the first round picked up a young man that goes by the name of Deontay Banks from the University of Maryland. And he was the 24th pick overall in this past late April's draft as the New York football giants talking about improvement at the very top of this show when I was filibustering, wasting time. Um, secondary is one of the areas on the defense that the um, New York Giants need improvement on. And the thing about it is this, if your secondary can't blanket receivers can't stick to receivers, can't jail to receivers, whichever word you want to use defensively to opposing receivers in football games and your defensive line doesn't have the time that they need to pressure the quarterback, get to and um, abruptly um, screw up the play or sack the quarterback, then guess what? That quarterback is going to have time to improvise. That quarterback is going to have time to play basically backyard football and get the football to 
an open receiver that was initially covered. So even though NFL games are one and loss on the lines of scrimmage, which is the defensive line and the offensive line, um, each unit helps the other unit out, if that makes sense. Each unit supports the other unit. And if one unit isn't really getting the job done, then it's going to eventually be exposed by opposing offenses and it's going to bring down uh, the rest of the defense. And a lot of times you can have a lot of talent on your front seven, which is the linebackers and the defensive line. But if you're just going up against a really good offense and a really good quarterback, perfect example, Eagles defensive line front seven versus the Kansas City Chiefs uh, quarterback and their offensive line, then guess what? It's not going to matter at the end of the day who's back there in that secondary. So secondary has to be good. The front seven has to be good. And I guess this always goes back to the metaphor what came first, the egg or the chicken? And it's debatable. It's very debatable when you're talking about an NFL defense, the defensive line or the secondary. And the bottom line is this. Um, I'm always on the side of it's a little bit of both, but defensive line and the offensive line are the priority on an NFL franchise. Um, and once you get that solidified, you get you a franchise quarterback or you can get your franchise quarterback first and then solidify the offensive line and the defensive line because we all know that it's a quarterback-driven league. However, if you don't have an offensive line to protect that franchise quarterback, you basically don't even have a franchise quarterback. You can have Superman back there throwing the football and if you don't have an uh, offensive line protecting him, then it's just null and void. So New York Giants, of course, drafting a cornerback first. Once again, from Maryland, Deontay Banks, 57th overall in the second round offensive lineman, John Michael Smith. Hopefully I pronounced that right. From the University of Minnesota, uh, the New York Giants then proceeded to get a wide receiver, um, Jalen Hyatt, University of Tennessee, 73rd overall in the third round. The G-Men uh, did not have a fourth round pick and they did not trade back into the draft to get a third round pick. However, beg your pardon, a fourth round pick, excuse me. However, they did in fact pick up pretty good running back from Oklahoma, running back Eric Gray. Um, 172nd overall in the fifth round. And look, you're talking about Jalen Hyatt at wide receiver. The epic game against Alabama last year, right? That game will never be forgotten. Jalen Hyatt had a ridiculous stat line. I think it was like over 250 yards receiving, 300 receiving yards or something like that, like three or four touchdowns. It was just mind-blowing. Giants, after getting Hyatt, after getting Gray at running back, after getting 
an offensive lineman. They go back to the secondary to focus on their defense as they draft in the sixth round, 209th overall cornerback Trey Hawkins, the third from the University of Old Dominion. Giants weren't done there solidifying the defense or the lines of scrimmage, especially in the division that they are in the NFC East. The Beast of the East have returned as of last season. We'll see if that continues on this year. Jordan Riley, and I love how his first name is spelled J-O-R-D-O-N instead of D-A-N, the traditional way of spelling Jordan. But Jordan Riley, Oregon, 243rd pick overall in the seventh round, 254th pick overall in the seventh round, staying on the defensive side of things for the G-Men. Defensive back, hopefully I pronounce his first name correctly, Gore Various Owens from the University of Houston. And that concludes the 2023 NFL draft picks for your New York football giants. Um, Banks, a cornerback in the, in the top of the draft. Owens late in the draft uh, at defensive back. Hawkins the third at cornerback. So basically three DBs drafted uh, Riley in the seventh round. And then uh, offensively, uh, Hylett at wide receiver in the third, I believe it was. Uh, Gray at running back uh, in the fifth. And then working on that, again, line of scrimmage with the offensive lineman Schmitz. Um, if I'm not mistaken, New York Giants had a total of seven picks. A first, a second, a third. Once again, no fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and two sevenths. And that basically wrapped up the draft for the G-Men in 2023. Now, this is going to be the difference, if you ask me, between the Giants when it comes to their third stringers and uh, essentially their fourth stringers when you're talking about the uh, post-COVID-19 era NFL practice squads that are just all across the NFL. Um, NFL mini camps going on um, next month, middle of the month of June, um, around Father's Day weekend, um, after Father's Day weekend, um, before uh, Father's Day weekend. And um, the Giants are one of those teams that will have mini camps going on. All mini camps are going on right now, quite frankly. Um, OTAs, for the most part, I believe, are completed. And the New York football Giants, once again, brought in seven draft picks. Um, and getting back to my point, what's going to be key for the New York Giants, I apologize, I had a distraction there. What's going to be key for the New York Giants coming up this month, or beg your pardon, well, no, yeah, coming up this month, and um, that's going to initially help them um, in the long run, especially in the division that they are in, is can they pluck any of these guys 
that was signed as undrafted rookie free agents? Can they hold on or find a diamond in the rough? I guess is what I'm trying to say with any of these guys that they signed once the NFL draft ended, any of these guys that they found and invited to the uh, mini camps and upcoming training camp and New York Giants undrafted rookie free agents, two, four, six, eight, ten. So with the seven draft picks, um, got a total of 17 mini camp invitees, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. The New York Giants, one of the few teams to bring on 25 players or more via the draft and post, <clears throat> excuse me, post NFL draft um, signing. So the players and a, a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with me with saying this, but the players that you find as undrafted rookie free agents, the players that did not get drafted, the players that you invite to mini camp, the players that you find in Canada, the players that you find in the USFL, the players that you find or found, I should say, because the XFL season has come to a conclusion. The players that you found in the XFL. These are going to be the diamonds in the rough. These are going to be the players that. And this point is debatable as well. A little bit more motivated than some of the guys that were a part of the team last year. Some of the guys that were even drafted. You know, some of the guys that joined the team via free agency. You never know which type of surprise you're going to find under the rock in a place like South Dakota. In a place like Charlotte, in a place like Holy Cross University or Union College or North Dakota University. You never, you never know what type of diamonds you're going to find in the rough at places like Augustana University. And Tommy DeVito, University of Illinois quarterback, he was an undrafted rookie free agents. These are your 10 players for the Giants that joined the team. After the NFL draft, wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton. Love it when a guy has the hyphenated last name, basically two last names. University of West Virginia tight end Ryan Jones, East Carolina. Uh, defensive interior defensive lineman Caleb Sanders, South Dakota State. Edge rusher Habakkuk Ball Donado from the University of Pittsburgh. I think I remember hearing his name called a few times. Um, linebacker. Uh, linebackers, I should say, Troy Brown from Ole Miss University, Deontay Johnson from Toledo, and then cornerback Jamon Green from Michigan. I don't know how a Michigan player didn't get drafted, but I'm pretty sure the reason why is because this guy was not able to get on the field for whatever reason. And Giants are taking a chance on him. And I'm pretty sure it's a good shot, right? What what's the, what is the worst that can happen? Um, we know that Michigan puts a lot of NFL talent into the league each and every year. Long long snapper, special teams. Cam Lyons from the University of Charlotte. Uh, safety Alex Cook from the University of Washington. And then mini camp invitees. New York football giants with the mini camp invitees 
are going to have a total of one, two, three. Um, hold on, let me look at this again. One, two, three quarterbacks plus Daniel Jones, their current franchise quarterback, and then Tyrod Taylor, who ended the year on injury reserve. So a total of five quarterbacks during remaining camp for the New York football giants. And I know that Daniel Jones, in fact, is their um, quarterback forward slash running back. Hazik Daniels, University of Air Force, our Naval, or should I say our Armed Forces Academies. And um, I, if I did not begin the show with this, please forgive me. Um, however, it is on my social media pages. And that is, it is Memorial Day. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned that it was Memorial Day. But to all that have served, all that have fallen, and serving all that are currently serving and all that will serve in the future. Thank you for your sacrifices and thank you for your service. Quarterback Hunter Johnson from Clemson. He did play just a little bit last year for the Clemson Tigers. And then, and once again, these are mini camp invitees, two running backs, Ike Irabor. I-R-A-B-O-R, Union College, University, running back Peter Oliver, Holy Cross, Hallelujah, University, um, wide receivers Carlos Currier, Central Michigan, wide receiver Garrett Mag, M-A-A-G, love that last name, North Dakota University, wide receiver Tyreek Milton from the University of Texas, tight end Kamor Gamble from Central Florida, and then offensive lineman, first a center, South Pacific Islander, Polynesian, Pacific Asian American, Samoan, Ahafitu Maka, University of Texas San Antonio, offensive tackle, Khalil Keeft from Baylor, defensive lineman and or interiors, um, Ami Fanau, Maryland, Name is self-explanatory. Samoan, South Pacific Islander, um, Asian American, um, Polynesian, Samoan. We love those guys. Here's the Private Speaks Football Podcast show. Luau Ugawak. I know I butchered his last name. Please forgive me. Texas Christian University. Linebackers Quinn Perry from Colorado. And then linebacker Orion Vance from Iowa State. Uh, once again, these are mini camp invitees for the New York football giants safeties, Morgan vest. That is one of the coolest names, uh, right now in the NFL. I pray that he makes it on the New York football giants football team. Um, and Hey, if he does not make the team, I pray that Morgan vest makes it on a NFL roster because that last name is just too freaking cool not to be called out every single uh, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and or Sunday game. And of course, during the holidays, NFL is playing on every freaking day, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, all over the place. Eli Weber, he was the player that I was mentioning earlier uh, that is from a college that I was mentioning earlier um, where the NFL goes and looks under every rock leaves no stone unturned university of augustana and once again that player is safety eli weber all right those are your draft picks those are your undrafted rookie free agents and mini camp invitees and it is time to get into the nitty-gritty and 
in this show in the next five to 10 minutes. And quarterback classroom, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as they call him up in East Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, the New York football giant, six foot five, 230 pounds, 26 years of age, going into his fifth year from Duke University. Uh, he is, in fact, a B minus quarterback. Um, he did help lead his team to the postseason last year as a running and throwing dual threat quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is really good with um, being a supportive type of guy, with being a, a role manager, um, a game manager, um, being that uh, shoulder that you can lean on for some knowledge. Tyrod Taylor has been in the NFL for now going into his 13th year. He's been around 12 years. Once again, he ended the season on injury reserve last year. And um, at the end of the day, uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's done his due diligence. Tommy DeVito, is that rookie that I was talking to you all about that was uh, an, a minicamp invitee. Uh, he was at the Syracuse Orange University that wears the colors of orange and blue. Then he goes over to the University of Illinois and finishes out his collegiate career there at quarterback. And guess what their colors are? Orange and blue. <laughs> so a change in university, a change geographically, a change in conferences, but not a change in colors. From the orange and blue of the Cuse, in Syracuse, New York, to the orange and blue in Illinois, in Champaign, Illinois, as Tommy DeVito is now in the NFL. Right now, he is listed as, or should be, a third stringer. Quarterback classroom for the football giants is a B-plus because of the um, veteran leadership and the experience. 13 years, 33 years of age for Tyrod Taylor. Running back room is, as we all know, right now a C minus Saquon Barkley it's not signed yet Saquon Barkley is an A plus running back he's that running back that is untradeable he is 6 feet 232 pounds 26 years of age going into a 6 year from Penn State University and he's on that franchise player tender it has not been signed yet if you don't have Saquon Barkley, you don't have a rushing attack initially. You got Matt Breida, who's been a Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49er. He's been everywhere. He's going into his seventh year from Georgia Southern. And Georgia Southern University, by the way, is starting to make its presence felt across the collegiate landscape. And you got Gary Brightwell, 61218. Um, and it's going to be funny because when I do the Eagles roster review coming up next, there is a running back, <clears throat> excuse me, that goes by the name of Gainwell. So this well and a word in front of it, last name is just starting to look real cool in the NFL. Um, you also have for the uh, football giants, Eric Gray. I talked about him just a wee bit earlier. Um he was drafted from Oklahoma University as a rookie. And then you got uh, Ja'Shawn Corbin going into his first year from Florida State. Now, look, Oklahoma, Florida State, Georgia Southern, they put out some good running backs. <clears throat> Arizona does as well from time to time. But if the New York Giants don't have Saquon Barkley this year, their running back room is going to take a dramatic decline from an A-plus to a C-plus, and that is going to matter. You have to have a rushing attack. 
in the NFL. Because as much as the league has become a passing league, it is still a league with defense winning championships and a rushing attack. Defense and a running game still travels very well in the postseason in the NFL. And that is something that will never change. As much as this game will change, that is something that will never change. Um, wide receivers, Jamison Crowder came over, 5'8", 185, 29 years of age, went into his ninth year from Duke. Um, Isaiah Hodges, this kid, man, last year, he just showed up and showed out. 6'3", 201. Um, there are a lot of NFL franchises right now that have wide receivers that we don't know, names that we haven't heard of. And if you ask me, these are the best wide receiver classrooms in the NFL. And the reason why is because these guys, they have a lot to prove. And the no-name wide receiver classrooms, for me, really started with the Seattle Seahawks that won their first Super Bowl with Russell Wilson in that Legion of Boom defense. Those guys' numbers were off the wall, off the charts. Now, they weren't the Rams wide receivers, but they still were noticeable statistics, and they still got the job done. And that is the number one thing that motivated the wide receivers on that Seattle Seahawks championship team, not to get to that Super Bowl and win it against Peyton Manning and the Broncos, but to go to another Super Bowl in Arizona, their rival's home stadium, even though they lost it to Tom Brady and the Patriots. However, I said I'd have to say this. There are a lot of nameless, faceless guys to be proverbial here for the New York Giants in their wide receiver room. And these guys are looking to prove something. I mean, you got Colin Johnson going into his fourth year from Texas. He's 6'6", 220. You got, I already mentioned Isaiah Hodgins, but Hodgins showed up and showed out last year from Oregon State. He's only going to get better this year. Jeff Smith is a former New York Jet. He had so many wide receivers in front of him, he couldn't get the opportunity to play from Boston College going into his fourth year. And then you got Sterling Shepard, who we all know is a mainstay from Oklahoma for the New York Giants. He played with Eli Manning. He played with a bunch of New York Giants quarterbacks over the years. Daniel Jones now is this guy. Darius Slayton from Auburn going into his fifth year. He's been with the Giants for a few years now. This wide receiver room for the New York Giants is going to really, really surprise a lot of folks. And I'm going to give them an A plus because the potential, the ceiling, there are a lot of guys' names that I didn't mention, like Khalil Pimpleton from Central Michigan. He's that, here it is, you get it about once a show, if not more than once. He's that Wes Welker slot type of wide receiver at five foot nine, 172 pounds. But there's also another Wes Welker type of wide receiver, and that is Jaden Mickens, 5'10", 174. Again, we all know that all of these guys aren't going to make the final roster. However, with the COVID-19 era happening and ultimately ending in the NFL and around the world, the rosters have been extended. Tight end room is an A+. And the Giants offense right now is looking real good. 
why am I giving the New York Giants tight end classroom an A+. There was a trade that was made with former wide receiver for the Ravens hooking up with the Raiders being converted into a tight end. He's six foot six, two hundred and forty-five pounds, thirty years of age, going into his seventh year from Georgia Tech. He has not played in the NFL as long as his age would say he has. He battled a lot of injuries last year. I'm pretty sure you all know who the heck I am talking about. This was one of the biggest acquisitions made. And if the New York Giants can have all of their star wide receivers healthy with this young man and another young man at tight end and get their running back, star running back Saquon Barkley signed, you're talking about an elite offense. You're talking about a Philadelphia Eagles-esque offense in 2023, but they got to get Saquon Barkley signed and these star wide receivers for the New York football Giants. Star wide receivers, the guys that I consider to be star wide receivers, these guys have got to stay healthy. And with this tight end classroom, and I just seen another name on this list um, for the New York football Giants. I actually overlooked it by mistake because I was so focused on Darren Waller's name. <clears throat> Excuse me. At tight end. I mean, Darren Waller, man. Darren Waller. Think about the, his own demons that he has overcame. <clears throat> Think about everything that has happened in his personal life. Think about writing it out, writing the tough times out in his personal life, writing the tough times out, um, even with the Las Vegas Raiders organization while they were still um, in Oakland. And, you know, credit to the Raiders for taking a chance on him and, you know, sticking with this kid. <clears throat> the Ravens did, you know, what they could for as long as they could. Um, it just didn't work out there. But um, I remember when Darren Waller came out of college from the University of Georgia Tech, everybody was thinking that he was going to be, um, in all honesty, in all essence, you know, there's only one Calvin Johnson Jr. at wide receiver from the University of Georgia Tech, downtown Atlanta, uh, technical collegiate college, um, collegiate uh, university. But here's the thing. Darren Waller w could was on pace to do that. He was on pace to be that. Um, and you can even argue he can possibly be better than Calvin Johnson Jr. Um, but injuries happen. Life happens. And now that he's no longer a wide receiver and he hasn't been a wide receiver for years now, he's listed as a tight end. He's going to still get the job done. And this was one of the biggest moves during this past offseason or should I say during this current offseason, and I missed the name Paris Campbell there, six feet 208 going into his fifth year from The Ohio State University, a former uh, Indianapolis Colt wide receiver who was a role player. And every member of an NFL team is a role player. I know you all hear me say that a lot, but you have your star players and then you have your guys that play the role. Now, if the star player gets hurt and that uh, quote-unquote role player comes in 
and just absolutely blows up and electrifies the scene like the young man I was talking about earlier um, for the uh, New York Giants. And that was wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins, the way that he showed up last year and just showed out. Um, then he makes a name for himself and he becomes a star. But Tommy Sweeney, the former Buffalo Bill tight end, going into his fifth year from Boston College. Lawrence Cager. I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm going to be very excited to put this roster together later on this summer. On Madden, 6'5", 220 pounds, going into his third year from Georgia. Lawrence Cager was with the New York Jets. So listen to this possible opening day roster at on offense not the offensive lineman excuse me my throat my throat which is part of the reason why it took me so long to start podcasting this morning but here it is you have daniel jones as your franchise quarterback wide receiver danny dimes he's a tosser of the rock he can also run the football if the giants sign Saquon Barkley, if they find money somewhere to pay this man what he's worth and what he has earned, that's your starting running back. Matt Breida will back him up, and Matt Breida did a well of a job last year um, backing him up um, when uh, he needed to get a breather. Giant star wide receivers Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, let's hope that those guys stay healthy. And then coming into the league, already a star from college, excuse me, their draft pick, Jalen Hyatt, to go with tight ends Darren Waller, Tommy Sweeney, and Lawrence Cager. Are you freaking kidding me? That's your offense for the Giants? Not to mention the backup guys that I mentioned, the role guys that I mentioned, Paris Campbell. From the Ohio State, former Indianapolis Colt, Jamison Crowder has been all up and down the uh, the NFC East, with the exception of the uh, with the exception of the Cowboys and uh, the Eagles, I believe. Um, I think he's been with the Buffalo Bills as well and the New York Jets. But um, Jeff Smith, another role guy, Sills the fifth, going into his third year from West Virginia, another role guy, guys that needs to prove something to not just themselves, but the entirety of the NFL and the New York Giants organization for taking an opportunity on them. Pimpleton, I mentioned earlier. Mickens, I mentioned earlier. Wondell uh, Robinson, <clears throat> excuse me, University of Kentucky. He was with the Giants last year. He was a draft pick. And the New York football Giants, their offense, really, with Saquon Barkley, with Saquon Barkley, is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Now, the key to the New York Giants offensive uh, assault, Air Force, the Marines, and the Army, is how well will the troops in the trenches, <clears throat> excuse me, take care of business. You got Andrew Thomas at tackle, 6'5 through 15, 24 years of age, going into his fourth year from Georgia. You got Corey Cunningham, who will serve as a really good backup and a swing tackle. He's 6'6", 11, 20 years of age, going to his fifth year from Cincinnati. You got Evan Neal from Alabama going into his second year. He was a first-round pick last year. 
And then you got Matt Pert, 6'7", 318, 25 years of age, going into his fifth, fourth year, excuse me, from UConn University. That is University of Connecticut, for those of you that don't know University of Connecticut by UConn. And when you talk about it, and I haven't gotten to the guards or the centers yet, but with Cunningham, Neil, Pert, and Andrew Thomas, those four guys in an emergency situation, those guys can all start on your offensive line. And it's debatable. We can argue this, but one man that I didn't mention, one young man, excuse me, that I didn't mention, Tyree Phillips, six foot five, 230 pounds, 26 years of age, going into his fourth year from Mississippi State. Cunningham, Neil, Pert, Phillips, and Thomas. All five of these guys can start. And a, two or three of these guys can start anywhere on the offensive line. And those three guys are Cunningham, Phillips, and Pert. And at the end of the day, you have five tackles. All five of them won't make the final roster. But if you was to start your NFL season today, all five of those guys can start on the offensive line. And that speaks volumes for the New York football Giants offense. And again, I haven't even mentioned the rest of the offensive linemen. So the Giants are sneakily getting better. They are sneakily getting better with J.C. Hassenauer, 6'2", 295, going into his fourth year from Alabama. You got... Uh, DeVere Hamilton going into his second year at University of Duke. He's 6'6", 3'11", 25 years of age. That's, those are the offensive linemen. Uh, O-linemen can play basically, or should, I should say, should be able to basically play anywhere on the line, whether that's center, guard, or tackle. Um, Mark Glowinski, love that last name, 6'4", 3'10", 31 years of age, going into his ninth year from West Virginia. Shane Lemieux, <clears throat> excuse me, going into his fourth year from Oregon. Um, you got Ben Brendenson, who is a super duper overcomer, um, wasn't a big time player at the University of Michigan, going into his fourth year in the NFL at six five three fifteen. But this young man just continues to get better and better and better um, each year he plays um, the offensive line for the New York football Giants. And I am way over my talk time is um, obviously an A Um their tight end room, fullbacks, H-backs. Uh, I already said it earlier with Tommy Sweeney and Darren Waller is an A+. Plus. Um, however, one of the players that I forgot to mention, um, who is an H-back, serves as a fullback, at, as a tight end. Um, uh, but he's listed on the roster as a fullback. Jersey number 85, 6'5", 261, 27 years of age, going into his third year from Temple University. And that is Chris Meyerick. And... The offense for the New York football Giants, their running back room right now is really bringing them way down a lot lower than what they should be. But it's Memorial Day. I'm feeling good. I'm going to give them uh, be generous and give the offense an A. Again, quarterback classroom B plus running back classroom because there is no Saquon Barkley right now is a C plus. But tight ends, wide receivers, offensive line, again, the five tackles that is on the roster right now, again, all of those guys won't make the roster, or will they? Well, more than likely, um, or should I say they can be, um, your starting five 
if you was to play this Sunday and all of your guards and all all of the rest of your offensive linemen were injured, those five tackles, they can be your starting five. They have all started at one point in time in their NFL career. All right, way over my talk time. I'm supposed to be talking about the Eagles roster right now, but as you can hear, as you have heard, my throat, I've had to stop the show multiple times. I've had to take a little boy's restroom break. Something didn't agree with my belly last night, and it's nobody's fault but my own because I am the one that cooked dinner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And uh, the defensive line for the New York football giants is an A+. Plus. Uh, Vernon Butler, 6'4", 325, going into his seventh year from La Tech University. Dexter Lawrence is an A-plus defensive lineman, 6'4", 342, going into his fifth year from Clemson. All of these guys are huge, by the way. Um, Leonard Williams, 6'5", 302. He was a first-round draft pick nine years ago, shockingly enough, for the uh, New York football Jets. And Raheem Nunez Roches. 62307. One of the shorter, if not the shortest, defensive linemen on the New York Giants roster. But the Giants are going to be in a solid 34 defense and an A plus defensive line. Nunez Rochez has a Super Bowl ring with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vernon Butler has been with the Bills, he's been with the Patriots. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. That guy is a player. We already know Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are top-tier defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, Dexter Lawrence is a part of that uh, dynasty with the Clemson Tigers uh, a few years back when Trevor Lawrence was still in college. Um, let's not forget Sean Robinson, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams. I think he has a Super Bowl ring as well. University of Alabama already going into his eighth year, 6'3", 320. Again, none of these guys are small. Um, linebackers, again, defensive line, Giants, A-plus, I got to rush because I'm running out of talk time here and pay time um, with this uh, show. Micah McFadden, my godson's name, inside linebacker, 6'2", 232, 23 years of age, going into his second year from Indiana. Jared Davis, at middle linebacker and or inside linebacker, Cam Brown. A lot of these guys are B minus, uh, borderline C plus type linebackers, but they are only going to get better because the Giants added Bobby Okorake. I learned how to pronounce that last name because I heard somebody else pronounce it correctly. So that person gets the credit. But uh, Bobby Okorake, he is a defensive end in a 4 3 defense, an edge rusher, 6'1, 235, going into his fifth year from Stanford University. He is an in, former Indianapolis Colt. He is going to be a huge addition to what was already an excellent outside linebacking force for the New York football giants. Aziz Jewelry. I know I pronounced his last name wrong. Please forgive me, Aziz. Uh, 6'3", 22 years of age, going into his third year from Georgia. His little brother was drafted into the NFL this past draft. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, last year's first-round draft pick for the New York football giants. 6'5", 258, going into his second year. University of Oregon. And then uh, O'Shane Sines, X-I-M-I-N-E-S, 6'4", 254, 26 years of age, going into his fifth year from Old Dominion. Linebackers for the G-Men are in A+. I'm getting a little bit excited because I know I'm getting ready to talk about those Eagles and those Chiefs. Safeties. Safeties for the Giants, I have to be honest. 
they dealt with a lot of injuries last year. There was a fall off in communication a lot last year, allowing big time plays. But you got Xavier McKinney going into his fourth year from Alabama. You got Bobby McCain going into his ninth year from Memphis. He is a former uh, Dolphin and Washington commander. So he knows the division very well. Um, those are C plus um, safeties, DBs, Cordell Flott. Love that last name. Going into his second year from LSU. Uh, he is still learning uh, to play in the NFL. Um, C plus there as well. Um, Deontay Banks, he's a top tier draft pick. He was a player that was needed desperately in the secondary. They had to get bigger and they did. They being the New York Giants. Hawkins, the third, talked about him earlier when I mentioned the draft pick. 6'3. They had to get bigger and they did. However, the Giants have top-tier cornerback Adoree Jackson. He was a first-round draft pick or whatever round in the draft seven years ago for the Tennessee Titans. Um, he is a starter. Rodarius Williams going into his third year from Oklahoma State, six feet, 195 pounds. Uh, he can be a starter as well if any of these other guys go down. Aaron Robinson, 6'1", 193, went into his third year from University of Central Florida. The cornerbacks are a B plus. The safeties and defensive backs are C plus, which gives the defensive back cl- classroom overall a B minus. However, with a linebacker room and a D line that has an A plus grade, you're looking at a defense for the Giants that is highly improved, improved immensely. Offense is an A minus. You need to get Mr. Barkley signed ASAP. Overall, Giants roster review post 2023 NFL draft is an A. Started podcasting late this morning. Throat is giving me issues. Still got two more shows to go. Allergies. Rhythmic. However, with that being said, I'm going to fight through it and push through it on this Memorial Day. As you all know. Next phase of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast is, in fact, 2023 predictions. Who will win each and every division in the NFL? That is both the AFC and NFCs, North, South, East, and West. Looking forward to that. That means we are right there at the beginning of football season. But still two more months to go. We got the month of June. And we got half the month of July, middle of the month of July, NFL training camp. Season is going to be here before you know it. And this offseason flown by, honestly, just like last year's offseason. This has been the New York Football Giants roster review post 2023 NFL draft. I will also upload this and make this a YouTube video. Eagles roster review show coming up next on Memorial Day. One.